Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Coffee Run Live, episode number 424 on this fabulous hump day Wednesday, which is odd because it's a really short week here in Victoria, actually. We've only, we had our, our Queen's birthday public holiday on Monday, which uh, was really lovely. It's really nice to have a short week, actually. And yeah, it was really good. And, and it kind of eased me into the kids going back to school and Jake's birthday and, and stuff like that a, a little bit a little bit better. So what I wanted to talk with you about today is an article that I was writing for a startup magazine uh, this morning actually, which is why I was why I was late. I was doing some research on some statistics and I thought that I would let you know what I found and, and actually why it's important for, for this stuff to happen. Hey Jess. So I have been talking for a really long time about the fact, the fact that 97% of businesses don't make it, right? Or 95% of businesses don't make it in the first year. Half of those don't make it through to year five. And of the remaining two and a half percent, only 30% of them actually make it through to the 10 year mark. Like the stats for small business are horrific. I've been talking about those stats for ages. But I was writing this article and I was like, right, I'm going to go do some research on it because, you know, I have to be able to cite it and reference it and, and this, that and the other and make sure that I'm not just full of shit. And actually what I found was that the stats were, I was pretty right, but the ones that I could find said that 97% of business owners fail, uh, but 97% of businesses fail, right? So we've got a 3% chance of actually making it of remaining in business and and I guess like a lot of the problems that that tend to come up with this and I see it all the time it's really and it's really sad to me because so many people have have such great ideas hi Hayley great to see you you guys have got such amazing and great ideas but you know lack of planning uh lack of cash flow lack of foresight lack of willingness to market can create a huge a huge issue so what do you do um, and, and a big part of it is really making sure that you are marketing, that you are standing out, that you are being visible. Now, one of the big things that tends to come up is, oh, but my, comp my competitors, my competitors this and my competitors that. And actually another, another piece of advice that I completely disagree with uh, as a, as a um, just as a very overall, very big, broad uh, kind of stroke is that you should go and research your, com your competition. To me, it's like, well, no, if you've got something that you can do and if you've got a service or a product that you can provide and you know it's needed and necessary and, and wanted in the world, then don't worry about what the competition are doing. There, there are some people, I mean, if you look at the car industry, for instance, the car industry, there are there is a market for a little beep beep Barina, those cute little hatchback cars, uh, or a Yaris, for instance, and there is a market for high-end Mercedes, um, you know, really fancy cars, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, whatever. There is a market out there for those. There are different people that want different things. So I guess like you could you could come to your business and, and think about your marketing as okay, I'm gonna try and stand out from the competition. 
And I guess like the thing to me is like if you're a Barina trying to market yourself against a Lamborghini or vice versa, you kind of miss the mark and you're always going to be looking at what the competition is doing, how they're doing it, and how you can differentiate from them, how you can innovate away from them or towards them or whatever. And to me, it's like, well, how about we stop doing that and actually just completely eliminate them from your reality as much as you can. Now, when people are thinking about competitors, what's happening? We are putting our attention and our focus over on someone else, right? We're, we're outside of ourselves, we're looking externally. And as Tony Robbins very famously says, where focus goes, energy flows. So if you're always looking at external things, if you're always looking at other people, you all, you actually end up being a lot more reactive than proactive, right? Because you're like, oh my God, that person's doing that. I've got to go and do that. Oh my God, the, the competition have just gone and unleashed this like whole new range of blah, blah, blah. I better go and do that. Or such and such has just gone and put up her or his uh, new branding photos and new website. Oh man, you know, I'm going to have to go and do something about that. It, it, it really puts you, like if you think, you know, about power stances and, and things like that, it puts you at the mercy of what everybody else is fucking doing. And it's like, it's exhausting because you're constantly trying to chase the competition. Hey, Maria, constantly trying to chase the competition rather than actually trying to just do you and, and, and stay in your own lane. So some things that you can do. Number one, work out what makes you different. Now, a lot of a lot of marketing trainers, uh, particularly um, very formal training, will tell you that you need your USP. What is your unique selling proposition? And people get confused by this because they look at the the product, they look at the features, they look at the the benefits, obviously. But it can become again, it can become confusing because if, I mean, as an example, if you're an accountant and you're trying to establish your unique selling proposition. What are you going to do? Do tax returns for $59? Or, you know, what if you're looking at a unique selling proposition, you're, you're kind of looking back at your service or your product versus it about being you, right? So to me, your point of difference, what makes you different is you, the way that you created your thing, the way that you came up through the ranks and, and did what you did. Maybe it's about the fact that you've got you know a decade of experience in in your industry doing what you do or maybe that you're brand new to your industry and you bring this whole fresh fabulous new vibe that that has you been really excited and has you seeing things differently to what you know that the, the the dinosaurs of the industry see them right so you know your your inexperience in an industry can actually be a really great thing and a really cool point of difference Conversely, your experience in an industry can also be your point of difference, but it comes back to you, right? The second thing is around, you know, so many people are like, oh, but I, you know, I know I need to be seen as an expert and yada, yada. And such and such has got more qualifications. They've got more time in the industry. They've got a bigger practice. They're, they're doing more. They've got a bigger presence, whatever. If you are looking at that again, your focus is going in the wrong direction. So come back to who you want to serve. Come back to who it is that you want to help and be really super specific about that. I talk about this a lot. Hi, Evie, great to see you. What I, what I always advocate, what I always recommend, and I always have, is for you to really laser focus in and rather than trying to be seen as an expert in your industry, why not be seen as an expert 
in your audience's eyes. Right, it's 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 a different it's a different way of looking at things from the way that we've constantly been taught and have sh- and and the way that we've had things shoved down our throat. It's like you've got to be seen as an expert in your industry. Well, how about you be seen as an expert in your audience's eyes? Because if you think about it, if if your if your ideal person is fifty uh, empty nester uh, going through a whole big life change, you can create some some content that is so specific to what they're going through. Conversely, if your person is 21 and, and they're, they've just landed in the corporate job of their dreams and they're, they're having a blast and they want to be more healthy, then you can be an expert in their eyes. The, the, the misconception here around, around niching is that you, and, and establishing yourself as an expert, is that you've got to be, is that we think, and I, and I was guilty of this, so how do I be seen as an expert in my industry? How does how do I be seen as an expert marketer compared to all the other freaking internet marketers out in the world? You know, and it's not about trying to pit yourself against the competition. It's about you just trying to get in front of your audience and letting them know that you can help them, right? So if you know what that is, and if you know who that audience is, then you can really start to create powerful positioning through your content, through your hints, your tips, your advice, your, your insights, your, the way you motivate them, the way you inspire them, you can really be super specific. Hey, Carol, so super specific to them and be seen as an expert in their, <clears throat> in their minds. The opinions that you share will relate specifically to them. The advice you give will be specifically related to them. And then whatever is going on in the world is completely irrelevant in terms of competition. The new players coming in, awesome. Let them go market to their niche. The older people who are in there, great. Let them go market to to their niche. You stay in your lane doing your thing and it makes life so much freaking easier, I promise you. And the final thing that will help you, and and this is the bit that that most people are like, yes, 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 yes. And then we get to this, it's like, ugh. You guys, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be showing up. Excuse me. You've got to be showing up every day. If you think about the the competition, what usually makes somebody buy from somebody? It's that consistency, it's right message, right time, it's who they remember, right? So if you're um, if I'm thinking about doing buying some cleaning product, for instance, I will usually have an image in my mind of something of a brand that I've seen a lot of. So when it comes time for you to make decisions around who you're going to buy from, or you know, if you're like, oh, I really need to do blah, blah, blah. If somebody has been showing up in your feed every day, relentlessly, consistently, like doing that thing, you'll remember them and associate them with that thing. So for example, I had a client say to me, uh, I think it was last week, maybe the week before saying, oh my God, Nicola, whenever I see that, whenever I see that word visible, I just think about you. Like it's just, it's just you visible, 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 visible. And I'm like, yep, I will take that and run with it because everything that I do is about visibility for you guys, right? About making you be seen by, by your people and things like that. So the key to visibility and therefore also the key to eliminating your competition has to be consistency along with those other things that we talked about earlier. So consistently showing up, don't worry. A lot of people are like, oh, but Nick, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to spam my audience. I don't want to piss them off. I don't want to always be in the newsfeed. Um, you guys, if you're sitting in front of a television 
and like watching The Voice, right? I love The Voice. I freaking hate the ads. They drive me crazy. So when we're watching The Voice, I've got the remote control, pretend this is a remote. I've got the remote control in my hand. I can just go like, click and change the channel. I can mute it. I am in complete control of what I do. It's not the advertiser's job to um, manage and temper the number of advertisements that, that come to me. It's That's my responsibility, right? So if you think about it from your social media profiles, all right, this is like your very own uh, pay TV. You own this. It's like you're, you are Netflix, right? You can put whatever the heck you like on there and people can change the channel. They can flick to a different station. They can do whatever the heck they like. Your job is to be consistent so that you are remembered as the person so that, that, that your audience will relate with what it is that you do, regardless of what that is. So I hope that is helpful for you today. That will have you in your head. It eliminates the competition. You don't need to worry about them. You don't need to worry about what they're doing. You can always be that proactive person versus being reactive to whatever it is that they are doing. I trust that that's helpful for you. If you have any questions, please let me know. And remember, it is time for you to get yourself out there, go help some people, have a whole ton of fun doing it, and remember that the world is ready for your brand of awesome. I will see you tomorrow, my friends. Take care. Love you, bye.